Welcome to Global Answers. Please join us as we discuss the relevance of God's eternal word relating to events in this day and what it means to you. And now, your host, Jeff Jenkins. Greetings, friends. Jeff on this end. And I'm Stephen. We're glad to be with you. And uh, our subject matter has been the supernatural call of God, how he calls us. And we're using uh, somewhat of a framework with this lady called Rebecca and how she was called by Eliezer, who's, uh, he was the servant of Abraham. And Abraham's our father type. Isaac is our Christ type. Eliezer is a type of Christ and the Holy Spirit going out to find a bride for Isaac. And then Rebecca was a type of that bride. So does God have a bride today? I mean, a chosen and elected, called out bride? And the answer is yes. And we're going to find out that uh, Rebecca chose to go with, with, with Eliezer, in a sense, a total stranger, and to marry Isaac, who was a complete stranger. She had never met this man before. And yet, what we're going to find out is, is that that whole affair, from the very beginning to the end, was supernatural. And if you're serving God today, it's supernatural. Uh, you say, well, you know, I chose. No, the scripture is very clear that Jesus said that you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should bring forth fruit and your fruit should remain. So it, it's not him that willeth nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. So if you can call on the name of Jesus Christ today, it is supernatural. And if you can further go into his word, because we can find that there's many that can say, Lord, Lord. But there are those that are not able to obey his word fully and entirely from the heart. We're going to find out that that's supernatural also. And what we're looking at now is some, some of the types in the Bible. And we're going to be looking at some Old Testament shadows. Namely, take for instance Noah. Here's a man of God. Uh, he's commissioned to build an ark. And those that were going to be saved were to get on that ark. Was Noah a type of the bride or was Noah a type of the foolish virgin? Jesus refers to the foolish virgin in Matthew 25 and it refers to the, the virgins in Matthew 25. One's a bride or an elect, the others go through the tribulation. Well, in a sense, Noah wrote out the tribulation. So although they were the elect for God's day and God provided an ark for the foolish virgin, but we find the bride was a type of Enoch. What was Enoch doing? Enoch was walking with God. And he had this personal, intimate relationship. One man, because it's an individual walk. It's not a group walk. Oh, we gather as a group, but it's actually very personal, very intimate. And we want to notice that it didn't say Enoch ran with God. It said Enoch walked with God. This is a, an intimate relationship. And God said, Enoch, your love for me and my love for you is so complete, I'm taking you home. So God took him home before the flood came. So we find our wise virgin in Enoch and our foolish virgin in Noah, and then we find a, the masses were destroyed in the flood. We're going to see the same thing with Brother Stephen here. Rebecca was a type of the bride. But where's the foolish virgin, Brother Steve? Right. The, the foolish virgin um, has characteristics which... Um, they shared with the wise virgin. If we go to Matthew 25, and let's do that. We can right. pick it up uh, there, and then we'll go back to Genesis. But in Matthew 25, Jesus tells a parable. And you know what a parable is? It's a truth that is wrapped around a natural story. Right. So God uh, wants to bring out a truth, and, he, and Jesus is using this natural story in order to... Uh, 
to, to highlight a, a truth. Matthew chapter 25, it, it starts with the, the phrase, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. Mm. That phrase, like the kingdom of heaven, likened unto Jesus uses it many times, especially yes. in Matthew 13. He has seven parables and he says, the kingdom of heaven is like this and the kingdom of heaven is like that. Now we know then right away that this is a spiritual lesson. Yeah. And he says, it's like ten virgins who took their lamps, went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five were foolish, excuse me, wise, five were foolish. And then uh, those that were foolish took their lamps, but took no oil. That means extra oil with them. Mm -hmm. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Mm -hmm. And then while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, there was a cry made, behold, the bridegroom comes, go mm -hmm. you out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And verse 8, And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. So their lamps, this mm. is the characteristics they shared in common. They were virgins. Mm -hmm. They were called to the wedding feast. Mm -hmm. They all together where they were called. Um, they, uh, they had their lamps burning at one time, mm -hmm. but then their lamps had gone out. They all fell asleep. Mm. And at this point, there's a little digression because now we find that one group had extra oil and the other group didn't. Now, mm. if all of us know the the spiritual principle that oil represents the Holy Spirit, yes. and you have to have some work of the Holy Spirit in you to come to know Jesus as your Savior. Amen. And that's what Paul said, I'll present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. So he was looking for a bride, and he said this bride would have to be a virgin bride. Beautiful. So he couldn't look amongst non-virgins yeah. for a bride. They had to be spiritually pure mm. and uh, and committed to the Lord. So when we come to know Him as Savior, well, we are washed clean of our sin, everything of the past is removed, and so we're like virgins. And so they, they were called, they were ready, but one group hadn't gone further. Mm -hmm. They had stayed with their salvation-only experience. Mm -hmm. They thought, this is it, uh, this is all I need to do, and they, and they stopped there. The other group said, no, we know that God has more, Amen. that we need uh, to be ready for Him when He comes. Now, at midnight, the cry, the shout went out, behold, the bridegroom comes. Mm -hmm. That ties in with the passage that we're talking about in Genesis 24, where Eliezer is sent to find a bride for Isaac, Amen. that he went out and he said, behold, there's a bridegroom that's looking for a bride. Beautiful. That's what he told Rebecca. He said, my master sent me on this journey. Beautiful. Now, the interesting thing, let's go back to yeah. that passage again, okay. because what okay. we'll find in, in as we go back to Genesis 24 is that in Matthew 25, the, that uh, the five foolish went out looking for oil too late and they came back and they found the door was closed and they didn't realize this is the tragedy yeah. that they were excluded now from something that previously they thought they were part of oh, and my. they were left outside the closing door and uh, it says uh, later in uh, the pa in chapter 25 it says there'll be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and Jesus says you mentioned the scripture mm -hmm. Lord Lord won't they come to me in that day and say we've done all these miracles I'll say I'll get away from you, you workers of iniquity yeah. I never knew you. That phrase knew means mm. intimate knowledge. Hallelujah. Having placed my word, my seed in you, Amen. they didn't accept the fully revealed word for their day. Nice, and so they were excluded. And uh, Matthew, uh, Genesis 24, interesting, uh, Genesis 24, let's pick up the story when Abraham has uh, prayed the prayer, mm -hmm. he's prayed for specific things. God has answered him specifically on every point. 
and the character of Rebecca has been revealed. Mm-hmm. Abra- Abraham's servant Eliezer now knows that God is prospering him in uh, his search, has shown him the right woman, Amen. and uh, he's ready now to take it to the next step. One thing about the prayer that um, Abraham's servant Eliezer prayed was he prayed very specifically what he wanted. Amen. And while he was yet speaking, it started to come to pass just like he had prayed it. And I just want to encourage the audience, if you have a desire, Amen. if you need something, Mark eleven twenty four says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, Amen. believe that you receive them and you'll have them. And that was, uh, that was Abraham's servant. He really believed that he would get... Because he was praying according to a covenant, Hallelujah. it was something that was already uh, recorded in, 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 the, in the kingdom of God Amen. that he had told Abraham, you would be the father of many nations. So Eliezer knew he was on a, on a covenant mission Amen. and he could pray according to that covenant knowing that he was in the will of God. Amen. And so once this, and then when God answers this prayer, he answers it so positively, mm-hmm. a resoundingly positive answer to the prayer where everything that he prayed for happens uh, just like he prayed it. Uh, So it wasn't God just allowing it to take place the way that he prayed it. God is fulfilling it to the letter. So now Eliezer was given a, uh, a, uh, a power of attorney mm-hmm. on all of the things that Abraham owned. He had taken with him some gifts. Now let's look at how he starts this process with, uh, with Rebecca in verse 22. It came to pass as the camels had done drinking, she had watered all 10 of the camels, given them 40 gallons of water each. That's over 400 gallons of water, <laughs> we believe, for 10 camels. If they were empty and thirsty, that's what they would have to have uh, uh, been uh, drank in order to feel satisfied, that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight and two bracelets for her hands of 10 shekels weights of gold. Now, What's significant about that? First of all, it's enormous wealth. Yeah. Based on the on the on the, uh, the the nature of these gifts, he is showing Rebecca that he represents yeah. a man of enormous wealth. That his resources are apparently unlimited. Yeah. I can just give you this gift, yeah. and uh, and uh, without any commitment. Yeah. Here's the gift. I haven't asked you any questions yet. I haven't even told you what my min- mission is exactly yet. Yeah. And uh, it says that he held his peace yeah. regarding what it was that he had uh, done in the previous verse. But he gave her these gifts. The earring, one earring representing he that has an ear, let him hear. Amen. So spiritually, we have to have an ear to hear. Amen. And God will send what we need mm-hmm. in order for us to, to get our attention Amen. to show us that he means business. And the, that's what Eliezer's job that's was. At this, he means business, but it's in the hearing. Yeah. And then he gives her a bracelet showing yeah. that she would have to have a response to what she heard that she would have to do. We do work with our hands. Amen. The bracelet bringing attention to the hands, showing that we mustn't only be hearers, yeah. but doers also. Now, the reason for this broadcast, and as, as you talked about, Brother Jeff, was that we want to show that there are two ways to respond to what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. When the people, when you watch the video, when you watch this broadcast, you're going to be challenged to respond in one way or another. And there's really only two responses, like those 10 virgins. Mm-hmm. 
the one response was to go to the wedding feast to have the extra oil. The other was to not have the oil and be left outside the closing door. Now we'll find that in this passage, it's mm. exactly the same response. Wow. Rebecca had a family as we'd expect her to have. Mm -hmm. And when she went to her father's house, she introduces Eliezer. Eliezer describes his ministry, yeah. what it was that he was sent to do. And he gave gifts to um, Rebecca's family. Look in yeah. verse 30. It came to pass uh, when he saw the earring and bracelets on his sister's hands, mm -hmm. and when he heard the words of Rebekah, his sister, saying, Thus spake the man unto me, that he t came unto the man, and he, behold, he stood by the camels at the well. So because of the gifts, yep. Laban... Rebecca's brother is attracted mm -hmm. to what's going on. So he rushes out to go and see what's happening. Now, now here's in a the sense, thing. Yes. that's legitimate, isn't it? Yes. Uh, so far, because yes. God sends us gifts. Uh, he heals our sick, raises the dead. Oh. So, so far, it's legitimate because the focus is only going to bring him to Eliezer. That's right. And, and the thing is, it was uh, common. Yeah. And so far, they're both getting the same... Um, information, mm -hmm. and they're both reacting in a similar way. Right. Rebecca reacted positive to Eliezer. Laban is reacting positively mm -hmm. to Eliezer. And uh, he then brings Eliezer back to his house. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, they, they discuss the whole ministry and the message that was being sent and the prayer that he prayed. Amen. Now Eliezer's got a testimony. Yeah. And he said, this is what God sent me to do, and God's prospered me. So there's no doubt... Yeah. that what's taking place here yeah. is supernatural yeah. and that God has got some plan. Hallelujah. And this is what happened in our age. God sent ministries with these gifts of the Spirit Amen. into this age to draw attention yeah. back to the fact that He is the same yesterday, today, and Hallelujah. forever. The same gifts of the Spirit that we see in the book of Acts mm -hmm. are now once again on display Amen. in the 20th century. Amen. But God has more yes. that he wants to do than just give gifts. And let's see what happens. Good. Verse 48, he says, I bowed down my head and worshiped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, which had led me in the right way to take my master's brother's daughter unto his son. So he was saying that this family yeah. uh, relationship was satisfied that this daughter um, had to be from Abraham's uh, family, extended Amen. family. And he says, okay, we're on the right track. But now I want you, you to see uh, the, the critical nature of this passage, verse 49. And now, having proven to them that this was supernatural, and now if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me. And if not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. In other words, he's saying, you know my mission. You yep. know my ministry. I'm here to call it a bride. Yep. Now, you family of this bride, will you let her go Amen. or won't you let her go? Beautiful. Very, very critical because they have a decision to make. Verse 50, Laban and Bethuel answered and said, the thing proceeds from the Lord. These gifts, this uh, whole supernatural events that took place at the well, we can't deny that it's of God. Yeah. It reminds me of a question that Jesus uh, was posed at one time, the baptism. They asked him, where does your ministry come from? Yeah. He said, you tell me where John's ministry came from. And the people couldn't answer because yeah. they said, if it was from God, right. why didn't you listen? If it was of men, the people would, yeah. would say, you guys are crazy. It's obvious this was from God. Yeah. So the people would turn against them. They said the same thing. They said, this thing proceeds from the Lord. 
But listen to the rest of the verse. Yeah. This is verse 50 in Genesis chapter 24. We cannot speak unto thee bad or good. Oh my. We cannot give our permission for mm. you to, to have Rebecca and let her follow this principle. It's, un, it's, it's an amazing thing. Though they knew it was God, they wouldn't listen. Now, here's the thing. Mm. In verse 53, the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebekah. But he didn't stop there. He right. gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things. So what it means is that the rain falls on the just and the unjust Amen. alike and that the whole family yep. was going to be blessed because of this little bride, My. because of Rebecca. Hallelujah. And we've seen the same thing, haven't we, Brother sure, Jeff, in absolutely. this age? Hasn't it been the same the, thing? Even the world, I believe, is blessed today because of the presence of the bride of Amen. Jesus Christ on earth. To me, if you were to remove the Holy Spirit in the bride, right. all that would be left would be judgment. That's right. And I was thinking of when you were talking about a brother who, who had just passed away, actually, Brother Danny Funk. Mm. And uh, he had just been to the Philippines and he was telling me a story. He said, we, we, made out, we put a petition out, a question, and that is, is that we would give $5,000 to anyone that can show us in the Bible where anybody was ever baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And so all these preachers came mm. around, and they wanted that $5,000. Laymen wanted that $5,000. Little widow women wanted that $5,000. They were all searching their Bibles, standing at the stand. No one could find a scripture. And then they said, well, it's not here. And then they asked them, how do you baptize? And they said, well, in our church, we baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. He says, it's not biblical. So that at this point, they had a choice to stay with Laban and the father or go with Eliezer. Amen. So they had a choice to stay with their old traditions of baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, which nobody's ever been baptized in, or to obey the word and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And so they said, these Philippine brothers then said, we're shocked. If we're wrong here, where else are we wrong? That's right. So they had such a beautiful attitude of repentance, and they baptized 60 ministers My. that week. So there, it is possible for the word to go out, for people to hear, and for them to believe. Just like in Paul's yeah, day, yeah, yeah. when they found out that they had been <clears throat> baptized yeah. into John. And Paul said, no, that was okay for then, yeah. but God's moved on. Now you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Exactly. And they were baptized and they received the baptism Hallelujah. of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So there are people that have the ear to hear, Amen. that will hear. Yeah. And even to this broadcast, there are those that will hear. Here's the thing. Yeah. After receiving the gifts, just like in this age where God has poured out the gifts, yeah. um, and uh, there's many ministries that have ministries of divine healing. Amen. But here's the thing. How many of those ministries are pro providing the people with the revealed word for Amen. today that will captivate the heart right. of the bride for Amen. this day, the way that Rebecca was captivated Amen. by the message of Eliezer. Hallelujah. Let's see how that transpired. And verse um, 54, they ate and drank, and he said, okay, now I need to be sent away. I need to go back to my master. That's Eliezer. And verse 55, and her brother, that's Rebecca's brother, and her mother said, let the damsel abide with us a few days, at least 10 
After that, she'll go. So they wanted to yeah. hinder the response. And maybe in their mind, they thought, you know what, this will wear off. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, uh, you know, by that time, she'll have gotten over this infatuation yeah. and uh, she'll and she'll uh, she'll not want to leave us. Yeah. But yeah. what happened was in verse 56, Eliezer said, don't hinder me, seeing the Lord has prospered my way. Beautiful. Send me away that I may go to my master. And they said, okay, Beautiful. we'll ask the girl. <laughs> we'll call the girl and inquire at her mouth. Amen. And verse 58, and they called Rebekah and said unto her, wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. <laughs> she made her decision in spite of her family, in spite of the pressure. She knew they wanted to her to stay, but she said, I'll go. Those same camels that she watered, yeah. that she sacrificed to give them all the water they needed to yeah. drink, they were now going to carry her to her destiny, Hallelujah. to her bridegroom, <laughs> to Isaac. That's beautiful. And she was going to ride on those camels, and she wasn't going to hinder, nothing was going to hinder her. Amen. She'd already sacrificed oh, that's everything beautiful. that she could do, and now she was ready to go. And she goes, they bless her. Yeah. In going, mm -hmm. and we won't go into all to read that now, but they bless her even as she leaves. Yeah. But she was now going to go with Eliezer all the way back the 450 miles, yeah. back to where Abraham was in the promised land. My. And she was going to meet Isaac there in the evening time. Hallelujah. But along the way, guess yeah. what was happening? Yeah. Eliezer and Rebecca are talking about, and I believe Eliezer, Rebecca would have only had one thing in mind. <laughs> Who is Isaac? Who is Isaac? <laughs> what can you tell me about this man and about his character and about his likes and his dislikes? And what can I do to please my husband oh my. when I get there? Oh my. And so we've had a message yeah. in this day. And Eliezer, in this day, yep. teaching us what it is that Jesus, our bridegroom, yeah. is expecting from his bride. Hallelujah. And what can we do to please him? You know, uh, Rebecca met Isaac in the field. Oh, yes. He didn't meet Rebecca. Rebecca didn't meet him at Abraham's house. No. That would be, that would be like the father back. coming right. But it was meeting him in the air. Amen. It's a type of the rapture of the church. Jesus leaves the father and meets the bride at a halfway yes. point. And we were to alive and remain, shall not hinder them or sleep. We both shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Amen. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And so you look at this beautiful Christ type of Rebecca leaving everything that she's ever known. Yes. And you know, Jesus said, except you forsake father houses and, and land right. and father and mother. Right. And, and the Bible even uses the extreme word hate. Amen. That doesn't mean you despise them. It means that you must love God more. Amen. And so God is saying, I want you to, and I remember when I was uh, 15, I was 16, 16 and a half, and the Lord was dealing with me. And I gave my heart to the Lord Jesus. And I, my, my dad lived in Tucson, Arizona. My mom lived in San Jose, California. And my mom wanted me to come back to go back to school. And I oh, said, Mom, yes. I love you, but I can't come back home. Right. She said, why, son, can't you come back home? I said, because that home does not represent the things of God. As much as I love you, I have to stay in a spiritual environment. Amen. I'm a baby in Christ, and I must stay in a church, and I must grow with these people. I cannot go back to that environment. And my mom just... She, was, she had a nervous breakdown. She was put in the hospital. My brother-in-law called me up and said, why don't you go 
and at least visit your mom in San Jose. And I said, I will see my mom, but I must grow in the Lord first. And so I had to forsake houses and That's land right. and my, even my mother. I went back. I witnessed hmm. to my mom. I preached my mother's funeral years later. She gave her heart to God a few hours, about actually I think it was about 18 days before she passed away. So it had a happy ending, but I had to, and you have to be willing to forsake all. Amen. By faith, follow the Lord. Leave the familiar. It's not easy. Maybe it's your own church. I'm not saying it is. But one thing for sure, seek God. And as I've said to you before, we have all types of materials to aid you in your walk with the Lord. We have all types of materials to show you what God is doing in our day. If I were living in Noah's day, I would point you to Noah. Amen. If I were living in Jesus' day, I'd point you to the man of Galilee, Jesus. If I was living in Paul's day, I'd say that's God's prophet and apostle. And if Paul were off the scene, then there might be an Irenaeus that I would lead you to. And then, or a Martin, or a Columbo, all the way up to our very day. God has always had major stars in his hand. Jesus Amen. had seven stars in his hand. These were light in darkness. One of those stars was in our day. God has sent a major word for our day, not to camp around theology, to meet our bridegroom, Isaac. Amen. This is a wonderful message. And what God has done in our day, we want to share it with you. Brother Steve, any more, anything just, else? Just yeah. the thought was that they wanted Eliezer to stay 10 days. Yeah. They were more interested in the messenger. Yeah the man and his gifts yep. than they were in the destiny of Rebecca finding her bridegroom. Oh my. And they were more concerned about that than they were about his message. The messengers come and gone in our yep. day, yep. but the message, the, the information, the revelation Amen. of what God is expecting from his Hallelujah. bride is still uh, being taught to her today, even as we wait to, for Isaac to come running out into the field yes. looking for his bride. Hallelujah. So we're waiting to see our bridegroom. And over to you, Brother Jeff. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. Get with Jesus. Get on your face. Find him. The Bible says, Knock, the door will be open. Seek and you shall find. Ask, it shall be given unto you. Get into the word in prayer. God bless you. The religious leaders in the days of Jesus Christ missed the coming of the Word made flesh because it didn't match tradition. It matched exactly the Word, but it didn't match tradition. We find that today the very same thing is repeating. The second coming of Jesus Christ is actually in motion. It doesn't match traditional understanding, but it matches exactly the Word of God. And our broadcasts are to bring you up to date on what God is doing and how He's doing it to prepare a bride for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Today's program, Rebecca, the Bride of the Promised Son, is available on DVD, as well as a sermon by Brother Stephen Strew entitled, The Rebecca Principle. To order these DVDs or the books mentioned by Pastor Jeff Jenkins, visit us on the web at globalanswers.us or write to Global Answers at 1695 Stewart Road, Lima, Ohio. Our zip code is 45801 here in the USA. Remember, we'd really like to hear from you. Your comments and questions help us choose topics and guests for upcoming programs. 
Our email address is info at globalanswers.us. Thanks for joining us, and may our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.